It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. Uh, looks to have an interesting show today, as I will – well, I'll put it like this. I'm scheduled – to be joined by Mr. Gregory Wrightstone, he'll be returning to the show. He's, of course, the author of Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And we will be discussing this great idea that's going on in California that is called the Restore California Renewable Restaurant Program. Strictly voluntary, of course, but it really boils down to this. It's a climate change tax. Woo. Okay. And in the second hour, I'm scheduled to be joined by Mr. John Milkovich, author of Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order. I, however, have a little time to fill before that begins. So let's start with some shocking news, shall we? I have to say there was nothing more shocking then when the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals comes down on the side of the White House, at least the Trump White House. So in a decision, like I said, that was probably pretty shocking for uh, the White House as well, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals overturned a lower court ruling and temporarily approved a potential Trump administration policy that would see asylum seekers – who arrive at the United States-Mexico border forced to remain in Mexico rather than the U.S. while their claims are being processed. So San Francisco judge denied the Trump administration's ability to institute the policy while the full policy was under litigation. On Tuesday, the Ninth Circuit Court, which had issued a stay on the policy back in April, continuing the San Francisco court's response – lifted the stay, determining that the Trump administration could go forward with the policy while the full case matures. That means that the case must still be considered on its merits at the lower court in San Francisco, but that Trump's administration is not prohibited from instituting the policy while they wait. So opponents of the Remain in Mexico policy – which includes the American Civil Liberties Union and the recently disgraced Southern Poverty Law Center, contend that the policies should be temporarily halted because asylum seekers will suffer undue harm if they're not allowed to remain in the United States for the four to six months that it now takes to process the asylum claim. That, of course, I think is a big bunch of hooey. But give me a, a second here, folks. I need to step away from the microphone for just a second. Let me play some Matt Fitzgibbons, and I will pick up where I'm leaving off uh, upon my return. So uh, stay with me. I will be right back, I promise, and uh, don't go anywhere. Built upon a sign of dream Like nothing else the world has seen 
We built a promise on a dream. We built a promise we 13. We crossed the land bridge across the ocean a long, long time ago. We tracked the herds here. We followed fortune on the glacial ice and snow. We came as sailors searching for adventure. We came in from the east. We crossed the ocean. We followed fortune. And our numbers, they increased. For the people stepped onto the shore. I certainly apologize. That was, of course, Matt Fitzgibbons. Uh, please check out PatriotMusic.com whenever you get the opportunity. If you haven't already, uh, please do. If you have, but it's been a while, please do it again. He's always working on new material, and you never know when he's going to add new merchandise. It's always a trip worth making. Uh, Chief trying to be clever in the chat room. <laughs> and <laughs> at any rate... Uh, that was not the reason for the interruption. However, uh, I find myself suddenly not feeling particularly well and got a little warm. But the show must go on, and as such, I will continue. So uh, just hang with me, <laughs> and we will get through this show one way or another. Okay, so where was I at? We were talking about... Opponents of the Remain in Mexico policy, that being the Civil Liberties Union of America, better known as the ACLU, uh, and of course the disgraced Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, they 
do not like the idea of these poor, poor, innocent people having to stay on the southern side of the border. So so sad. Anyway, according to Fox News, quote, the lawsuit on behalf of 11 asylum seekers from Central America and legal advocacy groups say that Trump's administration is violating U.S. law by failing to adequately evaluate the dangers that migrants face in Mexico. Really? Is that a fact? Hmm. I don't think the dangers in Mexico are any worse than the dangers they face making their way from Honduras or Guatemala across Mexico to get to the U.S. border. I think they pale in comparison, actually, unless they, of course, can't pay whoever they have contracted to smuggle them across the border. In that case, it may be more dangerous for them over there, but they should have never contracted someone. You know, it's bad enough they want to violate our laws and crossing our border illegally in the first place. But then to gainfully employ other intentional lawbreakers, well, that kind of makes it worse, doesn't it? They should know better. Anyway, the ACLU and the Southern Poverty Law Center also claim that the return to Mexico policy is a deterrent to migrants seeking asylum in violation of their legal right to apply for safe refuge in the United States because migrants seeking asylum want immediate assistance. Well, here's my argument there. The migrants that we're seeing that are legitimate asylum seekers are trying to escape Honduras and Guatemala, not Mexico. They're relatively safe in Mexico right across the border. Mexico has offered multiple programs as forms of assistance. I know several of the local cities are not so happy being overrun by these so-called migrants. But if it does work as a deterrent in so much that maybe they're not actually truly asylum seekers, that just they ask for asylum once they get caught because that's what they've been coached to do, then maybe some deterrence is in order. And if they legitimately are asylum seekers when they could be home trying to fix their home country, maybe some deterrence is in line there as well. Oh, but that's a violation. It's a violation of human rights. It's a violation of human dignity. Never mind the fact that they're violating U.S. federal law when they try to cross the border illegally. Never mind the fact that they're violating U.S. federal law and our asylum laws in particular when they get caught crossing at an illegal checkpoint. When they have already come across our border illegally instead of coming through a proper legal point of entry. It's the point of entries where they're supposed to seek asylum, not out in the middle of a field in Arizona because Border Patrol happened to catch them. That's not asylum seekers, and the left needs to be honest about that. So far, they refuse. So the Trump administration, uh, through the Department of Homeland Security, formulated this policy in response to the sharp increase in the number of asylum seekers presenting themselves at official border crossings in the final quarter 
of 2018 and the first quarter of 2019, knowing that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection are overwhelmed. Most asylum seekers now assume or are told that they will be given a court date for their asylum hearing and then released into the United States pending that hearing, a process that we have all grown to affectionately call catch and release. I don't know about you guys, but I'm thinking catch and release, and I'm having flashbacks to a couple of decades back when I used to go out on the lake on uh, Saturdays and, and do a little fishing. That's catch and release. That's catch and release as it should be practiced. <laughs> so anyway, the Trump administration has discontinued the catch release. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Police program, but then immediately ran into difficulty. Asylum seekers with minor children cannot be kept in Customs Border Protection custody more than three weeks, and separating families as a way around that policy resulted in a nationwide backlash. Ooh, the humanity. So now CBP tries to hold asylum seekers as long as possible. But Border Patrol facilities are made for several thousand detainees, not several hundred thousand, which is what they're typically having to deal with these days. The Remain in Mexico policy isn't popular with Mexican authorities who say their border towns are already overrun with asylum seekers and members of the migrant caravans that have arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border from Guatemala. <clears throat> Excuse me. From Guatemala, from Honduras, and from El Salvador. Many of those migrants also rebuff Mexican offers of asylum, temporary work permits, or ride back to their home country, clearly preferring to declare asylum in the United States. The full Remain in Mexico case is expected to begin litigation this summer. But for better or for worse, who could have predicted the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals standing with Donald J. Trump? Who would have imagined the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals saying, hey, you know what? Uh, we're not ready to make a ruling ruling, but what we are willing to do is say uh, this is crazy, that the president does in fact 
by virtue of his authority vested in the office via the Constitution and by various laws that have been passed by Congress in later years, does have a tremendous amount of latitude about how he deals with the U.S. borders and who is and is not allowed to cross over into this country. With that in mind and thinking that, well, who knows? Maybe they're thinking Donald Trump's going to be impeached soon. Eh, who knows? I mean they, they do tend to fall pretty far to the left, and they could be buying Nancy Pelosi's hogwash about, oh, he's practically self-impeaching. Uh, what a blathering – anyway, I'm going to stop there. I, I'm, I'm trying to be nice today. I'm trying really hard. I'm not likely to succeed by the end of the day. <laughs> no more catch and release. Have a migrant fry, <laughs> chief. <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Anyway, still, still not feeling great, guys, but uh, – Bear with me. Uh, send some prayers my way if you don't mind. I, I could use the extra energy. So here we are, though. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. They they say, hey, guys, you know what? We're lifting the stay. Uh, we're not making a ruling, but you guys can uh, actually institute it. And Maybe they want to see how it's going to work. Maybe they want to see if there's actually going to be another uh, – PR nightmare like the separation of the children turned out to be. Uh, I mean, it could be something like that. Here, let us embarrass you, or let us let you embarrass yourself, or at least that's the way they think about it. I certainly don't think that this is a problem. I don't think it's an issue. Uh, no, Chief, I appreciate it, but I, I'm... I'll let you know if that changes, though. I, I'm just a few minutes away from getting our first guest on, and and once we get started with the guest, it's a lot easier, but I certainly appreciate it. And I uh, see Kel has joined us in the chat room just now. Hey, Kel, glad to have you here. want to thank you again very much for being here this past Sunday. Great, great uh, topics you brought to the show and thoroughly digging the Canadian correspondent role. It is awesome. You did fantastic. Thank you for uh, for stepping up, stepping in, and uh, being helpful. And I do want to thank Chief for offering to uh, call in to uh, help cover in the event that uh, that I can't go on. But I am intent. We'll get uh, Gregory Wrightstone on here first, and once we get started with that, things will be a lot easier for me because Gregory will get to do most of the talking. And Gregory's a talker. That's why I like him. He's got a lot to say on the topics and really have a couple of topics. But we'll start with the uh, the California Renewable uh, just such crazy program. Hey, guys, guess what? As if eating out isn't expensive enough already in the state of California, let's on an, add on an extra tax. That's just awesome. Uh-oh. Uh, Kel in the chat room is not a particularly happy camper at the moment. Evidently, uh the new immigration program has been revealed in Canada, and my guess is – my guess is, is it's not very sound. <laughs> so she's literally got kind of the opposite thing going on of what our lead story was here tonight. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. Mm, good Lord. Anyway, so here we are. Ninth Circuit Court. Hmm. Who knew? I, I'm still uh, I'm still shocked and amazed by it. I, I really am. I, I really don't know what else to say about uh, <laughs> what else to say about it. It's just wow. Uh, you can start it. I mean, I, I, it being the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, you know, I, I think I've made it clear. It almost feels like a trap. You know, almost feels like they think it's going to be one more thing they can use against Donald Trump later. But for now, they're willing to go ahead and let them do the stay in Mexico uh, bit. And that is that's fantastic, I think. I think it's going to work great. I think it will be a deterrent, and I think it's going to be awesome. So we'll we'll see how it all plays out in the end, though. Got time to sneak in another quick story. So uh, here's one that's just uh, just phenomenal from a fun point of view. You guys know Pocahontas, right? Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, the only presidential candidate in the new CNN poll that loses to Donald Trump head to head. Well, Elizabeth Warren has been pushing a sweetheart deal for a Native American tribe seeking a casino in Massachusetts. <laughs> the, the punchlines write themselves, right? Anyway, on Wednesday, uh, that would actually be the time that this broadcast is live, May the 8th, 2019, roughly about 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. On Wednesday, her hopes were at least temporarily dashed by President Donald J. Trump. Ah, yes. Something phenomenal. So in a surprise tweet issued early Wednesday morning, Trump urged Republicans to vote against a bill that would end a legal challenge to the uh, Mashpee Winnipego tribe's reservations in Massachusetts. Now, I'm probably uh, butchered the Wampango. I probably butchered that, so uh, no offense, guys. Uh, none intended. Anyway, this uh, was one that would be allowing the tribe to declare ownership over a tract of land that they reportedly took to turn into a resort and a casino. At least this is according to The Hill. Uh, Republicans should vote for H.R. 312, a special interest casino bill. Oh, well, actually, Republicans shouldn't is what I should have enunciated. It feels like I said that wrong now that I think it. Republicans shouldn't vote for H.R. 312. Special interest casino bill backed by Elizabeth Pocahontas Warren. It is unfair and doesn't treat Native Americans equally. Now, the president's tweet got Republicans moving on legislation, which Democrats had fast-tracked to come to a vote this week. A happy and not-at-all-planned coincidence for Warren, who is slowly regaining support in Democratic primary polls. But this is going to kind of hurt, isn't it? The bill was pulled from the floor early Wednesday afternoon. Over the objections of Warren and other members of the Massachusetts delegation, but will likely return to the floor next week in a closed session. So don't be surprised if it doesn't get snuck through. 
But Donald Trump showing exactly why Democrats should have zero confidence in Pocahontas when it comes to taking on Donald Trump. Donald Trump, one tweet, wiped her out. What are you going to do? <laughs> Just awesome. Anyway, critics of the president claim that he was acting on behalf of conservative political action conference head Mr. Matt uh, Scallop, who has an interest in a competing casino operation. But the issue of Elizabeth Warren and the Massachusetts casino didn't simply appear on the docket today. And the vote, which did not go Warren's way, may have a long-term impact on her 2020 hopes. So it is interesting to say the least. I myself think that it's uh, it's going to be pretty indicative of a uh, Elizabeth Warren presidential campaign, even against her Democratic primary opponents. Anyway, supposedly Warren joined the crusade on behalf of the tribe last year, and according to the Boston Herald, which uh, has followed the story since the beginning, likely as a way of convincing Native Americans that she was adequately representing their interests, you know, as a Native American herself and all, and, you know, being in Congress, and to deflect criticism over her decision to embrace her faux Native American heritage. Warren is somewhere between 164th and 1,024th Native American, according to an at-home DNA test that she took last year, and is not a registered member of any tribe, though she claims Cherokee heritage, an insult to Cherokees everywhere, which I actually do have some Cherokee in my lineage, and I take great exception to the fact that she makes such a ridiculous statement. In a way, the tribe is not a recognized Native American tribe under the United States Department of Interior, and members do not fall under the 1934 Reorganization Act, which listed out the known Native American tribes existing in the United States at the time, who were eligible to receive land grants for reservations. In 2016, they sued the federal government for recognition, and a federal, co a federal court ruled against them. But now, the tribe wants to build a casino in partnership with a controversial Malaysian conglomerate, and they're looking to challenge the federal court's ruling by obtaining recognition through Congress, a cause that Warren embraced immediately, then subsequently abandoned, according to the Boston Herald, then embraced again after she decided her candidacy for the 2020 Democratic uh, presidential nomination. So needless to say, now that she's back in the top five, Warren's likely to need protection against claims that she has no ties to Native American issues in Congress. So she's back on the bandwagon supporting the recognition measure for the tribe. And all was going swimmingly until this morning when President Donald J. Trump brought the bill to the attention of Senate Republicans who might have otherwise thought it was just a routine declaration. This bill's not fully dead, like I already mentioned. Massachusetts, legisla bleh, Massachusetts legislators no doubt see the value of having a Native American casino on the border with Rhode Island, though the last polls taken in the area 
shows that residents aren't exactly thrilled with the idea. The bill is scheduled to return to the floor next week, but out of sight of the public. Shh. And they hope out of sight of the president. Yes. Yes, they do. All right. So um, anyway, like I said, fun story <laughs> and uh, even more fun to follow, no doubt. Uh, it is that time, so let me go ahead and play the Edwards Notebook and then the Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans, Tips of the Day. And as all that uh, plays out, uh, on the other side, I should be joined by Mr. Gregory Wrightstone. So stay with me. I will be right back. How low can a legislator go? Only a Democrat knows for sure. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, Ohio Democrat Representative Janine Boyd recently drafted an amendment that Margaret Sanger, the KKK gums, and most Democrats would just love. Representative Boyd, like most Democrats, hates the concept of protecting babies, especially black ones, from being murdered via abortion. So she drafted a piece of garbage legislation that would exempt black babies from being protected by the heartbeat bill that bans the abortion of... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Babies in Ohio once a heartbeat is detected. Democrat legislator Janine Boyd said that she sees the heartbeat bill as problematic for the black American community and compared the protection of unborn black infants to the slave trade. She also said, quote, I consider the slave trade and how black slaves were treated like cattle and put out to stud in order to create more generations of slaves, unquote. What that has to do with stopping the murder of innocent babies, I do not know and don't want to find out, actually. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on AmericaMatters.us and Sundays at 12 a.m. Eastern on Talk America Radio Network. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by David E. Garrett Jewelers. Dan Perkins here with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. Many veterans are unsure what benefits they have earned for their service. Here is your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. The VA can't help you until they know who you are. So go to the VA.gov website and look for a DD-214. Fill it out and you'll get a copy of your service record. Take it to the local VA office to see what benefits you can qualify for. You protected us, so it's time for America to protect you. This has been your veterans tip of the day. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you so very much for staying with me through that uh, very brief break. And joining me live once again, Gregory Wrightstone is here. He's, of course, the author of Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know, uh, the purveyor of the Inconvenient Facts app, and uh, basically a geologist with a lot of experience on well, science and incremental science in particular. Uh, Greg, welcome back to the show. Thank you so very much for joining us, and how are you this evening? Oh, outstanding. Yeah, that, that la- the latest climate report on, on the, from the U.N. about extinctions is, uh, has got me uh, going overtime on research here. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of wanting to get your take on that as well as the uh, California climate change uh tax that they're talking about. Uh, So we'll start with the UN. Uh, Evidently, we're uh, well on our way to creating the extinction of the species was the claim. Uh, What was your initial reaction when you heard that? Well, we've heard this. There have been similar claims over the last 20 or 30 years of of huge numbers of extinctions owing to climate change. As soon as I saw it, I said, oh, boy. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to debunk this thing again. And we dove into it. It was the same thing. It was extinctions based on climate models of what's going to happen thirty, fifty, or eighty years in the future. And then if you dive down into it and you find actually what they say is actually happening isn't anything anywhere near what they're predicting. And so what I did, I went back into the uh, several sites that actually tally very good scientific sites that actually tally extinctions of, of various species. There are two of them. Uh, one's called the Red List, list uh, of recently extinct organisms, and, and the other one uh, is, is called CREO. And I went back to both of those and looked at it. Um, there have been a, it, what's interesting is, according to these databases that everybody respect, the the extinction rate for mammals and birds average peaked at 1.6 extinctions per year around 1900, 1.6. They're, they're predicting 1 million possible extinctions in the next several decades. Well, if we, if we assume that the next several decades is 50 years, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt, that's 20,000 extinctions per year. Well, we're actually at at less than one extinction per year of birds and, and mammals right now. So they're going to have to really pick up that extinction rate uh, going into the future to get to that 20,000 per year. So what we're actually seeing is quite different from what they're predicting. And, and what we also see is the extinction rate, again, for birds and mammals, not, not just uh, – this didn't include snails and things like that, but just birds and mammals because they're more easy to, easy to quantify. Uh, it's been dropping for the last 120 years and significantly. Uh, so what we see is the science, the facts, and the data absolutely dispute what they're saying. Right. Well, obviously the UN and AOC get their stats and information from the same place. Uh, obviously, somebody who likes to make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. uh, but 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 we know, Greg. We know that it, it, we're 
we're speeding things up, and so we can expect an exponential rate increase of mass extinctions, including of our own species, because we're just not taking them seriously, and we haven't already embraced the Green New Deal. So it, yeah. it is kind of – it is kind of scary to see where these people uh, go, and of course their ideas and their solutions always seem to involve more control for them and higher taxes on us somehow. Yeah. I wonder if there's a reason for that. Well, you know, we, we, if we go back to this extinction just for a minute, I, the, the key point here I think that you and your listeners will really get is that the main and, – and in this new UN report that came out, they're stating – that the primary reason for extinctions is loss of habitat. Okay, that's pretty clear, and I, I kind of agree with that over the last 30 years, or 30 or 50 years, is loss of habitat. What's their solution to climate change? Renewable energy. What? How do we do that? Why, it's industrial-scale solar. It's industrial-scale wind turbines. And what happens when we do that? We cover up solar facilities. Cover they they're basically cementing and paving over huge areas of desert and, and areas. Wind turbines take over and, and and exclude areas and take over areas that are um, areas w- with endangered species. So their solution for climate change is actually going to extremely exacerbate this problem of habitat that's lost. And so it's kind of funny when you look at it. On one hand, they're saying, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's habitat loss, but in order to cure it, we need to increase habitat loss, if you follow me. Right. And, and again, we we have talked about in the past how it seems like people pushing these agendas don't really know uh, the reality of the science. Oh, exactly. Um, if we, if they actually looked at the science, they would see the things that they're they're predicting to occur. And as you know, we've talked many times about how all these what we call hobgoblins of alarm or climate apocalypse events are all based on climate models that overpredict warming. And so they're they're predicting these terrible things to occur thirty, fifty, or eighty years in the future. And what I do is I look what's actually going on today, and I find these things that they're saying are getting worse are actually getting better, and that humanity and the earth are actually thriving and prospering precisely because of climate change. Increasing CO2, rising temperatures are leading to a a greening earth, an earth that's prospering and thriving, and it's leading to more crop growth, and we're able to feed a, a growing population. Right. Yeah, and it is astounding that it seems like it's really hard to get the notion through some folks' head. They just literally uh, – they'll react as if they're a vampire and you're throwing holy water on them or something. It, it's, you, you physically hurt them with the facts, uh, yeah. which I think uh, I think is part of why you've had the issues with the app. Uh, before we transition topics, too, uh, is there an update with uh, the app for inconvenient uh, facts and uh, – and the uh, Apple platform. Well, uh, my partner in the app is uh, he's the, he's the tech geek. I'm the climate geek. Uh, he thinks that he can just add bells and whistles to make it so good that they can't say no. Uh, I don't buy it. I'm, we're we're going to resubmit it here this week. Uh, we've added some really cool things, including what we call the 
the the magic simulator where we can you can plug in how much CO2 reduction uh, that we might experience on Earth and then find out uh, what what the temperature averted would be. In other words, you can you can plug in. Oh well, we'll we'll, we'll avert. We'll, we'll we'll get rid of 100% of all the CO2 from America, the United States. And what does that do to temperature? And you'll find out it's about like 0. 0.05 degrees centigrade. I did it for Pennsylvania here. Uh, an 80% reduction in CO2 would lead to a 0. 0.002 uh, degrees of Fahrenheit temperature that would be averted. In other words, two thousandths of a degree Fahrenheit for onerous and painful uh, regulations that are being proposed in my home state of Pennsylvania. And these, what we just did, what they rolled out here in Pennsylvania is the same or are very similar to other regulations being rolled out in other states. There are 46 other states with very similar things. And what they want to do is restrict your driving and personal vehicle use. They want you to use uh, public transit at all costs. Uh, so that means no more trips to Home Depot for you. They want to restrict that. Uh, they want to, they want us all to go over to electric vehicles, except that in just last week, Germany, a study in Germany looked at electric vehicles in Germany, and they're mainly diesel there that instead of electric they found that actually electric vehicles had a higher net carbon dioxide emission uh, than what did the diesel vehicles that they used in Germany. And that's because a high percentage of their electricity that was used to generate it was coal-fired, and we're the same way here. So just going electric uh, vehicles, those are really coal-fired cars or natural gas-fired cars, if you will. And, of course, they're not about to let us go to nuclear, so uh, yeah. I guess it's going to stay that while for a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean it just uh, the circular logic and the circular reasoning that they keep using to avoid facing uh, just a few simple facts is really all that we lay out. And yet we, those of us who challenge uh, the, the, the notion of settled science – are called science deniers. It's it's laughable. It yeah, really I, is. Yeah, and can I can I address that? Just just take a few minutes here because I, I I testified before the Pennsylvania Senate last week. Testified before the Pennsylvania House. Hour long testimony and question and answer. Just me and them. And and last week, uh, and what we did was we we we're, we're exposing this and and getting the word out. And it's powerful what we're doing. And it's 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 great to get to actually have a powerful voice uh, that's approved by the government uh, presenting some of these inconvenient facts. Right. Well, uh, of course, uh, with everything else going on, uh, the first time I came across this bit, I, I kind of laughed, but then I got to thinking it's California, and maybe some folks would get on board with it. Love to get your take on it. By now, I know that you are at least a little familiar with the Restore California Renewable Restaurant Program. Uh, it's basically a, a climate change tax, right? <laughs> Well, yeah, when I first looked at it, I said, oh, my God, here we go again, California being California. But as I looked into it, 
I said, you know what? This ain't so bad because it's voluntary. And it, since it's voluntary, it's what they do is it, it's a tax, a 1% tax on your bill is you go to a restaurant. But there it's it's a proposal for this parts of California that the restaurants can either do it or don't do it, and the restaurants that do it don't enforce it with their customers. So, you know what? I'm okay with a voluntary. It's, you know, you and I could probably agree with that, couldn't we? That as long as it's voluntary, if you want to do it, fine. Um, but, you know, on the face of it, how the, the newspaper article was written, it sounded like uh, that California was imposing this carbon tax on everybody. And as I dove into it, you know, not 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 most everything we read about these kind of things are are really bad. This particular one, I'm kind of okay with it, you know, because again, it's 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 a, it's a voluntary thing, and and we're all con- you're a conservationist, I'm a conservationist, and and if we we want clean water, clean air, and if and if we elect to pay that one percent tax or increase on our on our restaurant bill. I'm okay with that if you if you think you're going to do it, but but you surely shouldn't be imposing that uh, with the diktat of fr- from the government. Right, and, and you know I, you're absolutely right. As long as this is strictly voluntary, I don't have an issue with it. My real uh, immediate concern here is that just once again it just feels like virtue signaling uh, as opposed to actually trying to do anything, and given. The state of California and the folks who have been running it for a while, uh, them not wanting to leave uh, money that they think they can get a hold of on the yeah. table. What I what I am concerned about is while it's voluntary now, if it's the least bit successful, how long will it stay there? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, Tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. That way. Now, that's a good point. Yeah, it's the camel's nose under the tent. You're probably right. Because if if they see it generating some revenues, boy, they'll – yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Yeah, because you see it happening time and time again. Uh, it, it is an unfortunate side effect, but yeah, it really is written in such a way to seem so uh, innocuous. You know, it, it seems completely harmless, and, and for the most part, the way it is right now, it pretty much would be. In fact, uh, here's the other side of that equation: though you don't need a tax and restaurants to do that. Uh, right. There are plenty of uh, charities operating within the state, and plenty of organizations that are are nonprofits. 
that you could make contributions to, both time and money. And a lot of folks living in California already do that. So it, it really does seem to be more like a setup for something down it, the road. I'm sorry, go it ahead. Does, it, it, it does, and, and the benefits are going to be the targets are are local farms to encourage them to plant more crops that are – uh, rotational that they they're encouraging people to plant hedgerows, which I'm all for. I grew up on my granddad's farm and we had hedgerows. They've gone away. Uh, it was the hedgerows that protected the the small game, the pheasants, the quail, the the, the rabbits and things. And once those all disappeared and we went to uh, different agricultural techniques, uh, a lot of that small game went away. We've pheasants here in Pennsylvania are long gone thing of the past because there's just no cover anymore and so what they're doing is encouraging that and that's 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 a good thing to do but but again we don't need the government to to impose that on farmers to encourage them to do that it should be up to every farmer to actually uh, as long as they're not hurting the environment to do what's best for them for their best crop yield Right. It comes down to a case of best practices, and if you're trying to make a living, especially at farming, which is by no means an easy road to hoe, pun intended, uh, uh, best practices are are often going to lead to what's going to get the best yields, which usually means best use of the land and the best conservational uh, attitude towards that management. Oh, that is. uh, Yeah, my granddad, uh, uh, he he never had two dimes to rub together really for until – Actually, he div- uh, subdivided and developed the, the farm, and then he got filthy, stinking rich. So good for him. Uh, and that, that's the way it is in a lot of cases. You know, hard work, getting up at 4 a.m. every morning with dairy, cows, Holsteins. Uh, it was it was a hard life. And so what he benefited at the end of it was, was kudos to him for, for benefiting from it. Yeah, no no. No question at all. It was well earned by that point in time. Uh, well, great. What would you say right now is the uh, most promising thing? Because you say you're out here, you're you're raising awareness, you did this testimony, uh, and that you are opening some eyes. Uh, yeah. What is the what's the most promising thing you've seen so far? Because I love to hear that kind of news. I'm I'm optimistic. I'm very optimistic. As I travel around the country and speak, I I, I have an opportunity to. to meet people everyone i've met is very very open to what i have to say and i use my smartphone app on my phone a a lot whether i'm in the airports or restaurants uh, when i meet people around where i I live people are thirsty for this unbiased information because all they get all day long from the media is this biased information that of man-made catastrophic warming, we're all going to die. We need we got 12 years to survive, and I I show them the actual data of what's actually happening, and they're amazed. I said, no, no. They they look at me and they go, what? And I said, no. Here's the source. Here's the data. This is what's actually happening. Fires are decreasing. No, they're not. Here's the data. This is the data from California that shows that they're. Fires are decreasing by 50% over the last 30 years, and they're blown away because they've never heard it. What's Here's the data showing that the earth is greening and prospering. And uh, and they, they look at it, and I say, this is from NASA, and they I've never seen that. And that's what we get, and that's what I – it's important to get that information out. And that's why I think that 
we were we were so enthused about the smartphone app, and the the Android is available. If you're if you're an Android user, you can get the uh, uh, go to the Google Play Store and get it and download it. We've had going on sixteen thousand downloads now, uh, and and we had we had about eight thousand downloads of the of the app on on the Apple Store for the iPhone until uh, Tim Cook and Google censored me, and we're we're going to try and get that back, but. Uh, that's why it was so powerful to have this here. And we've got what we have here is this book that has absolutely exploded over the last three or four weeks when it was revealed about the smartphone app that it had been censored by. It was picked up by Drudge. It was the lead story on Drudge for a day and a half. Laura Ingram picked it up when I was on her show, and it just exploded. We got to the number one best selling book. Uh, in five different categories on Amazon, incredible. And books aren't supposed to be like that. This is a, and people are thirsty for this information. And there's, we we published the book over a year ago, and it's just we're having more sales today than we 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 did a year ago. Books, the, the book sales are not supposed to do that, work that way. Uh, we just got the fourth printing in my warehouse yesterday. And uh, so it's a, it's inconvenient. Facts.xyz is the uh, is the uh, website, and the a code for five dollars off is seventeen seventy six. Uh, is there a reason you chose that as the code by any chance, Greg? <laughs> well, I'm a patriot. I mean, <laughs> All right. I, I cut my teeth out of the Tea Party movement, and uh, and actually, I I was the the president and founder of a. Uh, of a statewide conservative group, uh, we were we predated the Tea Party, and we we were number eight on lowest lowest learners hit list for uh, uh, targeting conservative movements. So uh, I was kind of proud of that. So you know we uh, and this is a you know so I I cut my teeth and learned a lot about about the conservative movement, and uh, it's it's contributed well to what we're doing here yeah well yeah i absolutely loved it and if you'll recall we did talk a little bit about that too in one of your previous visits and i remember thinking if i'd known this we would have talked about it so much sooner because you'd been on a few times prior to that and i gotta tell you i love i love the app it it is a great book and and, uh, the app is fantastic uh I downloaded it and I've enjoyed it ever since. Uh, highly recommend well, it for we, anybody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Excuse me. No, have, have we? Do we have a couple minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Have we ever talked about about my my the the, the things that people the, one of the things that people love is when I talk about the relationship between the witch hunts in Europe and temperature. Yeah. I don't know if we've I don't yeah. know if we've ever talked about that. But, uh, we we broached it a little bit, but yeah. But it's it's fascinating that, and it's so we're being told that warming temperatures are going to lead to cataclysmic consequences. But yet we look through history, and we find that each of the warming periods contributed to great civilization, uh, empire building, and it was the intervening cold periods that led to famine, pestilence, and mass depopulation. It's just opposite of what we're being told. So in the last, uh, what was called the medieval warm period, the great, the, it was the high Middle Ages. Think about the great cathedral building, Magna Carta, and the rest. And then it got cold, and really, really bad things happened. 
and when bad things happen and gets cold, uh, crops fail, famine goes on. And what they found was as it started getting cold, uh, crops failed. We got famine year after year after year. They blamed it on weather-causing witches, and they started killing witches. And the Pope actually issued an encyclical stating that, yes, there are such things as weather-causing witches. And it was basically, have at it, boys, and they did. And for a period of several hundred, there was probably thirty to 50,000 witches killed during that time frame. Uh, incredible. And uh, but, but around 1500, this all started in the 13th century when it started getting cold. Around 1500, it warmed up again. Crops came back. Oh, things were good. Well, why did things get good? They killed all the witches, right? <laughs> That's why it got good. That's what they thought. They said, oh, we did really good. So it got warm. And, uh, but that only lasted for about 40 years, and then it really got cold, and that's – they really dove into the terrible temperatures of the Little Ice Age, and that's really when the horrific killings of, the, of these so-called weather-causing witches occurred. Uh, most of them burn at the stake. But it's it's an interesting story. But the but the moral of this is it's just opposite of what we're being told, isn't it? We're being told that rising temperatures and increasing temperatures going to lead to what exactly happened when temperatures dropped. And we've, we see that historically time and time again, the strong relationship between the rise and fall of temperatures and the rise and fall of civilizations. And, and it's, uh, it, we should not be scared of a little bit of warming because I personally think we're going to warm for another 100 or 150 years, uh, maybe a degree and a half or two degrees centigrade, uh, but we shouldn't be scared. We should look back in the past and see what happened during those other times and find out that uh, civilization and humanity prospered greatly during uh, times of, of much warmer temperatures than we have here. It's the cold we need to be wary of, and it's coming. It's going to come. It'll be next year or by 2050 or 2150, but it's coming. And when it comes, it's going to be horrific. And uh, we should be prepared for that. That's what we should be, be preparing for, not uh, not slight uh, sea level rise or slight increase in temperature. Right. All right. Great. Uh, we are going to have to try to wrap things up at this point, but I want to thank you very much for your time again this evening. It's always great to have you on. Uh, real quick, please remind everybody one more time the websites where they can find your work. And uh, as always, thank you very much. Uh, inconvenientfacts.xyz. You can buy the book at uh, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, or go see my Inconvenient Facts YouTube uh, page. All right. Uh, once again, thank you, sir, and uh, look forward to our next opportunity to talk. Thank you, Tim. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Gregory Wrightstone. Um, and it is, of course, time for us to uh, look to reset uh, and go into the second hour, since this is one of the shows that gets, uh, you know, cut in half and all uh, for KYAH 540 AM, Utah's Talk Authority. So uh, let's do a little Matt Fitzgibbon, and then we'll do the reset, then we'll pick up uh, in the second hour for those of you who are here live. Uh, those of you who are here live, hang around with me. We'll be uh, starting back up here momentarily. For those of you at KYAH, tune in again tomorrow morning. That's when you'll hear me again.
came in the spring of 1943. I was just 18 when my country said that she needed me. The funny thing is, on my birthday, just a week before, I went downtown in my only suit and joined the fight the war. My father, he fought in World War I to set Europe free. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And uh, it, it's been an interesting day so far. Uh, for those of you who do listen to the show live, uh, we are here on Wednesday evening, May the 8th, 2019. Uh, for those of you who are hearing replays of the broadcast over terrestrial radio, uh, that might be why it may be a little dated by the time you hear this. Uh, but you know what? You are invited officially whenever you like to come join us live, or you also can check out the show via a multitude of uh, various apps, one of which at the moment is not tune in, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I got some messages the other day, uh, some folks who had been listening at TuneIn, and so I reached out uh, to the folks at TuneIn uh, to try and find out uh, if there was a, an issue because when the people had reached out to me, they said they weren't able to find my show. And so then I ran a couple of searches myself, and surprisingly enough, it's not there. Now, I've been on there since uh, – Near the end of uh, 2014, uh, early 2015, somewhere around there, and so I thought it was very odd, and I was still getting uh, – uh, when I looked up for show stats, I was still getting plays from Tuned In uh, as late as the middle of April, and then all of a sudden I just didn't see any more. And I was beginning to wonder if maybe it went back that far. Now, granted, most of the people that listen to the show in podcast form are either hitting iHeartRadio or Spotify. And there seems to be a real battle going on right now between the two of you guys. So by the way, uh, uh, you're, you're going to lose, guys. It's a competition. And so if you're listening to Spotify, don't you let those iHeartRadio guys beat you. And if you're listening to iHeartRadio, you better not let those Spotify folks get you. Just keep going, but for whatever reason. So I've reached out to TuneIn.com to try and find out what's going on, and I have yet to get a response. I don't understand. I It's just really, really weird. Um, so far, uh, numbers are actually improving on Spotify, and they're improving in iHeart, and, and they're about the same as they've always been in iTunes. Uh, but part of the problem with the iTunes is for whatever reason, they have me in the wrong category, and I haven't been able to get them to fix it. Uh, they claim it's something to do with the RSS feed, and I'm claiming they're out of their mind. But <laughs> um, anyway, we've tried fixing it, and it, when it does get fixed temporarily, it seems to go back, and, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem to work out. Anyway, uh, let's take a quick peek in the chat room. It's been a few minutes since I've looked in there, and who do we have? We have Bigfoot. Uh, blogger extraordinaire check out uh, his work over at bigfootsplace.blogspot.com uh, we've got joseph gibson host of understanding the times in which we live right here uh, you can find that at the uh, home broadcasting platform with btr we've got kel fritzy hanging out with us as well kel joined us 
Uh, always glad to have Kel here. And again, I'd like to thank Kel for joining me this past Sunday and being our Canadian correspondent. Of course, you can hear Kel hosting as uh, she has two separate shows that both can be found again right here at BTR. Uh, one of them is Red Fox Blogger Radio, although uh, FBR is usually uh, the call sign. You want to do the search, just uh, uh, RFB, Red Fox Blogger. And uh, you can find that on Mondays and Thursdays starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you can make that accommodation to whatever time zone you're in, but it's 2 p.m. Eastern when she gets started. And then you also can find her on Tuesday nights starting at 6 p.m. Eastern uh, hosting Infidels or Watching. You'll look for IAW Radio. It stands for Infidels or Watching, part of the Global Patriot Radio Network. Uh, also, we have Chief, who happens to be a great host in his own right. Uh, Simple Facts of Life is the name of his show. You can find that on Wednesday evenings starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, again, right here at BTR. Annie, the radio chick you bellas, has also joined me. Uh, she is a host of Southern Sense Talk Radio, and once again, I'd like to thank Annie for inviting me to uh, be a special guest co-host this last Friday it was a great show with Bill Whittle and with uh, John Wass and uh, just a, a great great broadcast I had very little to do with that but uh, Annie is just phenomenal and she did a great job as usual and had great guests as usual and we got Vorpal Bite hanging out with us as well um, I'm peeking actually at the chat room now to Seems like we've got a, a little bit of a beef going on, uh, Joe and Cal. Guys, what's going on? Uh, you've always been so friendly with one another in previous visits. Uh, I, I don't understand. Um, da, 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 started nothing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand, guys, but uh, uh, let's keep it friendly. Uh, mm. And, of course, Vorp is uh, taking up for Kel. And, uh, okay, I, let, let's try and tone it down because uh, I, I like all you guys, and you've uh, all been great, and uh, I don't want to, to, to have to start bouncing anybody. I hate being a moderator in the chat room, especially since I pay so little attention to it because <laughs> I'm bouncing around here. And, in fact – uh, I will be peeking back in. Um, hmm. Okay, guys. Anyway, I, I will be peeking back in from time to time, but I definitely want to get uh, to this story. It's a culture war story before we get uh, any further along. So play nice, guys. I'm not uh, – I'm watching the chat here for a second or two, but I will be back. Okay. All right, so um, in case you had missed it, Converse is – well, they've decided to join the woke movement as well. And, you know, that really kills me. I mean, Nike was bad enough, but Converse was like one of those old school uh, tennis shoes from, from back in the day. That's nostalgia for me. I, I loved wearing the canvas high tops, uh, and when other people had started moving up to Nike, I wanted uh, the Chucks, and and I loved them. And Converse was such iconic basketball shoe for me and uh, yeah looking at me now you probably would never imagine it but I loved playing basketball back in the day well this past Monday Converse 
Converse, enunciation being important on the radio, <laughs> Converse announced that they have partnered with folks connected to the LGBTQ plus community. I'm not sure exactly what that means. They partnered with folks that are connected to the community. That sounds kind of convoluted, and it also sounds a little like some virtue signaling. But anyway, they partnered with these folks, whoever they are, to promote their new line of shoes known as the company's Pride Collection. An 11-year-old child named Desmond Nepples, yes, that's right, Desmond the Glam Child that we've talked about on multiple occasions already, uh, Desmond, so-called drag kid who goes by the name of Desmond is Amazing, uh, totally uh, original name there, by the way. Uh, evidently, Desmond is one of the featured Promoters. So, you know what? I don't blame Desmond for trying to get in on uh, the cash available there. Uh, or should I say, I don't blame Desmond's parents, which I think was the whole point of promoting Desmond as a drag kid in the first place. The kid likes dressing up, the kid's having fun, and we can exploit him for cash. And as soon as someone in the corporate world decides they also can exploit Desmond for cash, well, here we are. Quoting from a Converse tweet from this Monday, quote, We're happy to launch our Pride collection, partnering with six individuals connected to the LGBTQ community who show the power of expressing one's true self. Really? Um, there is a picture that went with the tweet, and uh, of course there's Desmond is amazing, along with a few other folks, um, which I do not know, although one of them is clearly a Freddie Mercury uh, wannabe wearing what looks like Chick-fil-A pants. Uh, it's, it's a great picture. Uh, we, I cannot show it to you in the chat room, unfortunately, uh, because we can't do that anymore. Uh, a bunch of uh, trolls were going around, especially on the con conservative shows. I don't think it happened on any of the other shows. I haven't heard yet. Now, I have been reaching out to some of the hosts that do different stuff, and none of them have told me that they've had issues. If you guys are familiar with any that uh, host shows in any of the other categories who did have a similar thing, let me know. But we had a bunch of trolls that were running around for about uh, a week and a half or so. And just posting some of the most god-awful pornographic photos you could imagine. And then uh, as the complaints to BTR uh, were sent in, they, of course, overcorrected, and now we can't even put links into the chat room, uh, at least not links that will work. If you try to, it's just blank after you do it. Uh, Andy tries to get around that by putting in uh, whatever, whatever, and then uses the word dot – and then calm after that so that you know that that's what you'll do. I've seen her doing that for a bit. 
Um, there's some other creative ways to try to get around it. You can put most of the link in without putting the www uh, at the front of it. But the, the bottom line is you can't post a working link. Uh, at best, we can hope to put like the most of the link in it, and then you can try to do a copy and paste and correct the paste uh, in the browser if that's what you want to do. It's it was an overcorrection, but you know what? I, I will take that over what we were getting before. <laughs> that was horrific. I, honestly, uh, I don't know why we can't have a little more control over who is and who isn't in our chat rooms up front. Uh, I, I want to welcome new people to the show at all times, but if you just want to show up here to cause trouble or if you just want to uh, be an issue, well, you know, we've, we've had other folks do that, and uh, we've eventually banned them and so forth. Uh, I I have a relatively small group of uh, dedicated listeners and some folks that are legitimate friends, and, and those folks are going to be welcome here no matter what. And uh, Wake Up New Orleans found that out the hard way because he refused to be nice to uh, Kel and Annie in particular. Uh, he spent some time harassing them not only here but around the BTR boards as, the, as he went to other shows, and – what I never understood is I actually enjoyed engaging with uh, Wake Up New Orleans personally. Uh, he was fun. Uh, he he was obviously leftist, and he was certainly more respectful to me than he was to some of these other folks. But I can't let anybody stay in the chat rooms and be abusive to uh, the folks who have been there for a long time. I'm just not going to do that. Uh, so we've had the, the, the troll issue for a bit, but as we – do this. I, I, how did I even get to this topic? Uh, yeah, I was talking about I can't show you the picture, right? Well, it's a great picture, uh, and if you haven't seen it, just check out Converse's Twitter feed. It's from this past Monday. Now, the company site showcases a signature rainbow shoe for Desmond, who is, of course, labeled the drag kid, LGBTQ plus advocate. Uh, that's, of course, under the photo of the child posing in drag uh, with the quote, there is no normal. Well, there is normal, uh, and then there is exploitation of minors, and that's what this is. Anyways, quote, what started as a rebellious fight for equality has since grown into a loud, proud assertion – assertion – not assertion – assertion <laughs> of true expression. Uh, again, this according to the site's Pride Collection page. Uh, it continues, celebrate the 50th anniversary of Pride with a glitter-dipped collection of parade-worthy sneakers, including our first-ever trans-flag design, because equal rights are for everyone. Yeah, hence the word equal. Again, I'm having a Princess Bride moment, you know. Uh, you keep using this word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <sighs> Another part of the page says, quote, let's spread a message of love together and shout a little louder. Uh, translation, if someone says you're wrong, shout until you can't hear them anymore. Shout them down. Shout like your name is Brian Sims. Uh, yeah, let's spread a message of love. 
Now, it's unclear if our young drag kid's family has been compensated for Desmond's work with Converse. The family has long claimed that they do not take money for Desmond's expression as a drag kid. But what do you think the odds are? I mean, this is an actual ad campaign. This isn't him just showing up in drag at a local bar, which also is wrong on so many levels. And most of the jurisdictions I'm familiar with, it's actually illegal. Uh, and yet, well, he's dressed in drag, so it must be okay. What? No, that's not how that works. It's not. Anyway, back in December of 2018, young Desmond performed in a dance number in full drag at a New York City-based gay bar called $3 Bill. Yes, we all remember that. That's what I'm talking about already. We had a conversation. As the child stripped off his jacket and bounced around the stage, patrons, grown men, handed him dollar bills as one might see in a strip club. Very much like what one might see there, should you not know what that might be like. Now, the child's parents were investigated by government agencies in March over accusations of abuse. However, Wendy Nepples, uh, Desmond's mother, said that the agencies cleared her and her husband of any abuse claims. I think they should probably check again. Anyway, saying, quote, we have been accused of child abuse, exploitation, and maltreatment to the point that we have been backed into a corner trying to defend ourselves. Oh, yes, Wendy was very passionate. When she wrote in her Instagram post saying, quote, we have been under a microscope since early December. I never thought I would have to, to breach my own privacy and confidentiality to provide proof that has been demanded of us out of malice. Well, Wendy, obviously you're not familiar with the uh, government and its inner workings. Uh, the government – our government is supposed to exist to protect our rights. What the government does as a matter of course, no matter whose government it is, is do everything they can to infringe upon those rights as far as we'll allow them. However, in this case, it is that famous and just constant favorite battle cry of the left for the children. Or in this case, just the child. Uh, she continued her whining at that point in time, of course, saying that ACS has investigated as thoroughly. Because of the number of reports they received, our case went all the way to the governor's office. We had announced visits and unannounced visits to our home nearly daily and at all hours and Desmond's school. Oh, my gasp. Our family was probed more intensely than any other case before. All allegations were unfounded. On the plus side, ACS has been offering us many support services. 
Translation, ah, uh, yeah, this is going to be a leftist political hot potato, and we can't go in and say that you're abusing or exploiting this child just because the kid wants to dress like a girl. No, we can't do that. We would be in too much political hot water. We would never be able to bounce back. We would lose our jobs because here in this city, all of the elected officials are Democrats, and all the elected officials have to virtue signal. And that virtue signaling has to be in line with the ultimate goals of the eugenicists and globalists around the world for population control. So the idea that we can confuse this poor kid to the point that someday he's not even going to understand that he is male, that's our goal. That's our hope. That's the agenda. So we are going to set back and we're going to let this continue. And we're even going to say, we're so sorry. We investigated your family, ma'am. Can we offer you some type of stipend to help you in your time of need? Okay, well, so they're probably not going to sound like that. But that is going to be the message. That is going to be what happens. Speaking back in the chat room, see that uh, Joseph's asking about taking callers. I, I see two numbers up here. I really wasn't planning on taking callers when I have multiple guests, but uh, Joe, if, uh, if you want to raise your hand, I, I see your number in the line. But I see another caller actually has raised their hand. It's a different number, but the same area code. Um, so my question, Joe, is the uh, 419 number uh, yours or is the uh, 949 uh, you that you've raised your hand for? Da, 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 da. Uh, 949. Okay. It's just I saw both numbers there. So, Joseph, I'm uh, bringing you on live. We've got just a few minutes before I have to bring on uh, my next guest. So uh, how are you this evening, Joe? I'm doing all right. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. I'm losing my voice, actually. I've been losing my voice for the last three days. But, uh, then, no, the, the other number that you saw is a friend of mine that I told to uh, call into your show because I like to bring supporters to your platform. Uh, so that's just someone else that's in my area that's listening to you also. Uh, but uh, I appreciate your show, and I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, your la your last guest in the last hour there, I disagree with him highly. Um, I, you know, he's promoting the corporation and the corporate government. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate your program and your podcast and what you're doing. And the people in the chat room, look, I love you. Uh, I do. Uh, we are friends, all of you out there. I know that we've been going back and forth here, but I love you and I respect you. And I don't mean to call you any names or anything. It's just that, you know, when people make a comment, you know, sometimes you have to respond. And, hey, what better way to make friends than to disagree with each other? Um, but, uh, like I said, I support your podcast. Um, you know, I do my, I'm not a troll. That, that's all, you know, a lot of people throw that term around and you mentioned that too. also host a uh, troll. Obviously I'm not a troll. This is Joseph Gibson, you know, but what blog talk radio has done with the chat room hasn't done anything to clean it up whatsoever. And you got to wonder why they did what they did. And I've been investigating that actually. 
And I'm not trying to promote my show by any means whatsoever, but once I called the Federal Reserve System and they threatened me uh, live on my podcast and said I'd be dealt with, and I'm still waiting to be dealt with, by the way, um, you know, all of a sudden Blog Talk Radio started cleaning up their chat room, uh, attempting to clean up their chat room, and, and you can't post links anymore for information uh, for people to refer to, like you stated. And and we as Blog Talk Radio Show hosts that pay for something uh, since 2014, you've been on since 2014, that's what you said, I have also 359 shows I've done. And we've always done it the same way. We had an open, we we are the moderator of our chat room. We don't need some Discord moderator or some other individual that we don't know, like Amazon, who shuts down your accounts and, that after they get your bank account information and blah blah blah. I did a show on December 18th. Go back. I mean, excuse me, December 13th on Amazon, where I called um, uh, supervisors of Amazon and they openly admitted they don't care about the they don't care about the customer. It's all about volume. You know, and but your last guest you had on there was talking about climate change and everything, and I disagree with him 100%. And I would, I really wanted to have a discussion with him on that because I could prove him wrong about everything he said. However, that that's in the past. We can't go back. That was your guest. I understand that. But I just wanted to say thank you for taking my call. But we need to all understand here: we're in this together, no matter what. Worldwide, look, they're going after Venezuela. They're going to do Iran. Okay, you're you're going to go into a World War Three scenario. The corporation is bankrupted. The Federal Reserve owns you. These politicians are only put there to make you think you have a choice. You don't. You have no choice. They don't care about you at all. I proved that on my podcast when I call Kamala Harris, his office live on my podcast. When I called the Federal Reserve, when I called Eric Swadwell, when I called Yang. All these Democrats, you know, I've even called the White House years ago on my podcast. These people don't care about you. We live in a corporation, all right? You're bought and sold by the Federal Reserve. They trade with you on Wall Street. All you got to do is look at your birth certificate. There's a bank routing number on the right-hand corner. Go to E-Trade. You used to be able to go to Fidelity.com. They trade with you. That's what they're trading with. And all I'm trying to say is this. I had the governor of the free state of Colorado on my show on Saturday night. Okay, to explain, look, we have a government that's already in place right now, ready to take over. And the military is going to, you know, we we live in a dumbed-down society today. That's why your last car is talking about download this app, blah, 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 go to Amazon. Look, those, you know, that that's all well and fine. But the fact of the matter is we're being re- readdressed here today. We're a chattel. We're all slaves to the Federal Reserve. And all I'm trying to do is wake people up. And if that offends you, I apologize but you know what? I'm only trying to help you, just like you're trying to help all of us. And you're taking your time out to wake people up. And I appreciate that. And I want to say God bless you, the host, and the people in your chat room. You know, because no one should be censored. Unless you're threatening to hurt someone or or or, 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 or really trolling, no one should be censored. Our vo- We have a First Amendment in this country. You know, and we and we should make our voices heard, and then we back it up by the Second Amendment. Our, you know, you got to understand history, and 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 that's what I'm just trying to say. Because uh, you said you're pressed for time. I mean, I can go a little bit longer, but I just want to say thank you for taking my call, and I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you for thank you for your show, and God bless you, and keep doing the good work you're doing, host. Really, keep doing the good work you're doing. 
All right, Joe. Thank you very much for calling in. And uh, please be a little kinder. Uh, Kel is a good friend of mine. And I appreciate her very much. Uh, so I apologize uh, then. Tell tell Kel I apologize. I apologize right now. As a rightly dividing Christian, I apologize if I offended Kel in any such way. I apologize wholeheartedly from my heart, okay? All right. Uh, I trust we'll probably get a chance to talk again soon, Joe. Thanks for the call. And uh, uh, let me uh, take a quick out and uh, make a phone call. It's time for me to get this next guest on. So uh, everybody stay with me. Uh, We'll do a little Matt Fitzgibbons while I'm on the phone, and uh, I plan to be right back. above the gun Hear the wind Cross the plain There is no fear That I must contain And I'm in the eye Of the hurricane I see the sweat Across his brow Poised to draw in eternal now. The fastest one is the one who's slain. I still stand, got the better aim. And I'm in the eye of the hurricane. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
passing through On my way back home To get a drink But be left alone They tried to take my gun The mayor's new campaign I told them I would leave They pushed me just the same And I'm in the eye of the hurricane nationalism racist or are those attacking nationalism racist hello i'm ron edwards on today's page from the edwards notebook to be nationalist means to appreciate the nation you were born in it also means that you want your country to thrive be strong and have more opportunities for your children than you had nationalist often called racist because it is assumed that only white people like america and want her to be great Many anti-nationalists love to tell black Americans that they are simple victims who just can't make it here in America because the deck is stacked against us. They are the same simpletons who convince some black people that the requirement to show an identification at the voting booth is racist because we blacks are supposed to be unable to get proper identification, yet we can't drive or purchase a new washing machine without showing identification. So, my fellow Americans, who are the authentic racists? The nationalist who seeks to build upon America's finer attributes, including opportunities, are those telling black Americans you can only exist on lower standards than everyone else. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on AmericaMatters.us and 12 a.m. Sundays on Talk America Radio Network. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Dan Perkins here with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. Many veterans are unsure what benefits they have earned for their service. Here is your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. The VA can't help you until they know who you are. So go to the VA.gov website and look for a DD-214. Fill it out and you'll get a copy of your service record. Take it to the local VA office to see what benefits you can qualify for. You protected us, so it's time for America to protect you. This has been your veterans tip of the day. All right, everybody, I am back, and sadly, I am sans guest. Uh, Yeah, I spent some extra time trying to reach out to see what I could find out. Uh, Kept getting a message from John Milkovich uh, saying that uh, the caller I'm trying to reach is not taking calls. 
So obviously we've had some kind of faux pas on the scheduling side of things because John's been on um, – I'm trying to remember. Is it two or three times already? Uh, he's always been great. He's been a fun conversation and, and not so bad for uh, an office holder who happens to have a D at the end of his name. Uh, and he's always been a lot of fun. Um, so we'll look to reschedule, evidently, and I'll try to find out what's going on. But in the meanwhile, that just gives us a little more you and me time. Uh, I will leave all the proper uh, website information in the show description and all that. So if you guys want to track down a copy of Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy of the New World Order, uh, it's there and uh, – all that wonderful stuff. Uh, I, I happen to, to like Mr. Milkovich. Uh, anyway, so let's take a look at a few other uh, news stories, and then I will share with you my opine uh, <laughs> for what it's worth. Uh, as you may or may not know, and I'm guessing that most of you guys very much know, the Democrat-controlled House Judiciary Committee has voted along party lines 24 to 16 to recommend holding Attorney General Bill Barr in contempt of Congress for his refusal to comply with a subpoena for special counsel Robert Mueller's unredacted report and underlying investigative files. Okay, so they voted to do that. Uh, big whoop. There's really not much else that's going to come of that other than, oh, you've been held in contempt. Uh, they don't have the power to arrest him. They don't have the power to do anything else. But here's the other thing they don't have the power to do. They don't have the power to actually demand these files that they're asking for. The redacted parts of the report, the only parts that they, along with the rest of anyone in America who cared enough to look at it, have not seen. The only parts those people haven't seen is the parts that are involved in grand jury testimony, which, oh, by the way, is against the law to be shared. Mr. Mr. Mueller, he acquired a great deal of information throughout the course of his investigation, and he used it in his report. He rightfully decided not to recommend prosecution because there wasn't enough conclusive evidence to get a conviction anyway. But he also utilized his opportunity in this report to try to show what – Every leftist in America already knows, and that is orange man bad. Orange man bad. It's mind-boggling to me that any of these people honestly believe that we who elected Donald Trump wasn't already aware that he wasn't the nicest of guys. He wasn't some paragon of virtue. He actually was a bit of a street fighter. That's why we wanted him. Now, I myself, I, I really wasn't a big Donald Trump guy. And those of you who have been listening to the show for a while, you know that. I, I didn't think he was the best candidate in the race. I didn't think that uh, he was going to uh, – I, I really didn't think he was going to – to do the whole executive thing from a true conservative standpoint, and I will say there are still occasions that he doesn't, but 
I will say he's been far more conservative than I had expected. And I will also say that once he won the primary, considering who he was running against, I was all for Donald Trump at that point. I was all in because, well, Hillary, right? Uh, are you with me there? I mean, I think of Hillary the same way that Alyssa Milano right now talks about uh, uh, Donald Trump. It's not about picking who will be the best president. It's about picking the person who can beat Donald Trump. She literally said that. If you guys missed it, go back. It's all over YouTube if you want to take a look. You can find it on a bunch of the news sites too. I mean seriously. Alyssa let the cat out of the bag. That's the way the Democrats have thought for a long time as far as the political operators. It's not about picking the best president. It never has been. So they want to see a bunch of illegal things, and it's been so long since they faced off against actual law and order. They really don't know what to do about it. It's a complete and total new concept to these folks. Now, uh, the move, of course, now it's come after President Donald Trump has asserted executive privilege over the reports the, the moments before the House Judiciary met on Wednesday in order to discuss whether or not to hold bar in contempt. In a statement from the White House, they said, <clears throat> quoted now, the American people see through Chairman Nadler's desperate ploy to distract from the president's historically successful agenda and our booming economy. Neither the White House nor Attorney General Barr will comply with Chairman Nedler's unlawful and reckless demands. Well, he's right about it being unlawful. The Attorney General has been transparent and accommodating throughout this process, including by releasing the no collusion, no conspiracy, no obstruction Mueller report to the public and offering to testify before the committee. I, I love the fact that they felt the need to include the words no collusion, no conspiracy, no obstruction. <laughs> Clearly, it's implied. Donald Trump doesn't like leaving things to be implied. He likes to say them directly. And again, that's part of why we uh, got behind the man. Back to the statement, sorry. These attempts to work with the committee have been flatly rejected. They don't like the results of the report, and now they want a redo. Faced with Chairman Nedler's blatant abuse of power, and at the attorney general's request, the president has no other option than to make a protective assertion of executive privilege. It is sad that Chairman Nedler is interested – I'm sorry – is only interested in pandering to the press and pleasing his radical left constituency. The American people deserve a Congress that is focused on solving real problems like the crisis at the border, high prescription drug prices, our country's crumbling infrastructure, and so much more. <laughs> and you know, part of what I really love is like the the high cost of drug prescription drug prices and the infrastructure are typically Democratic talking points. So not only does he twist the dagger a little deeper, but then he also 
kind of lunges back in again with a second blade from out of nowhere saying, ha ha, I've got your leftist agenda in my pocket too. Now the American people think I'm the candidate for infrastructure. <laughs> anyway, Nadler, of course, not to be outdone, he had a statement of his own saying, quote, the department's decision reflects President Trump's blanket defiance of Congress's constitutionally mandated duties. I have to stop for a second. I'm trying to think exactly what part of the constitutionally mandated uh, duties of Congress does Chairman Nadler think that he's doing right now? They've literally spent all this time investigating something that's not a crime, hoping to find a crime. They did not, or at least they didn't find enough evidence to pursue charges of one at the very least. I mean that's the best-case scenario from the Democrats' point of view, and under normal due process – Law and order kind of scenarios, uh, that would be the end of this discussion, and everyone would move on. Oh, no. The department's decision reflects President Trump's blanket defiance. That's what it does. Anyway, he continued with a statement. <clears throat> Quoting once again, in the coming days, I expect that Congress will have no choice but to confront the behavior of this lawless administration. The committee will also take a hard look at the officials who are enabling this cover-up. <laughs> oh, man, where was Nadler at during the Obama administration? Where was he at when Eric Holder was running guns to the Mexican cartels? You know, a little thing called Fast and Pierce. Where was he at then? Where was he at when Hillary Rodham Clinton had been subpoenaed, had a subpoena in hand demanding access to the emails she had squirreled away on her private servers and on her BlackBerry devices and, and on Anthony Weiner's laptop? Where was he then when – after receiving that subpoena, Hillary began the tenuous effort of bleach bit and smashing of cell phones and crushing of other devices and simply stating, oh, well, we've lost 33,000 or so emails, but they were all about – Bill and Chelsea's wedding and uh, the color we were going to paint the – nothing at all that you would be interested in. That's what we were told. Once – if you don't – Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit subpoena in hand and you're deleting this stuff even that's suspicious hillary but it's okay because you didn't have the subpoena after
after it's been subpoenaed, it's a no-go. You've broken the law by destroying uh, – the official charge being tampering with evidence, even if it's evidence that you're kind of boring in your personal life. If that's all it was, why delete them? Oh, so now we're back to Nadler. Why? Why, Chairman Nadler? Why aren't you all over that? Mm, it's a good question. Because you see, back in 2012, Obama's Attorney General, Mr. Eric Holder, so he became the first sitting member of a president's cabinet in U.S. history to be held in contempt of Congress after he refused to turn over documents related to the Obama administration's Operation Fast and Furious, which gave military-style weapons to Mexican drug cartels, which were then used to kill U.S. federal agents. Just, just reminding everyone. Now, in response to Holder being held in contempt, Nadler, who was serving at that time, Nadler tweeted the following back in 2012, okay? Just join the hashtag walk out of the House chamber to protest the shameful, politically motivated GOP vote holding A.G. Holder in contempt. Yes. Yes, Chairman Nadler, before you were chairman, that's what you did. You thought that Obama offering up executive privilege to protect Holder was a good thing, even though Obama had publicly stated he had no knowledge of Fast and Furious until after he read it in the paper. Or was this one of them that he saw on television? Because it always bounced back and forth. Remember, every time there was a controversy, every time there was a potential scandal, the first he heard about it was when it was being reported. Oh, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. I don't know anything about it. Now, so it's either he did know and could fall under the blanket of executive privilege, or he didn't know. And if he didn't know, then there is no executive privilege because there was no executive knowledge. It wasn't a conversation that he had. So either no executive privilege or he's lying to the American people. Now, I'll let you decide amongst yourselves which one you think is more likely. I, in fact, I myself would tend to say, can't it be both? <laughs> I mean – Quite honestly, uh, it's not like Barack Obama was really paying that much attention during the time that he was occupying the White House. He really wasn't. Uh, we we had a little Iranian-born lady who Roseanne Barr insulted by saying it's like uh, the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby. We had that person essentially calling the shots and running the show during the Obama Occupancy of the White House. Now, just to kind of point out the hypocrisy, here, there are some more responses that I have collected here from other notable House Democrats back when Eric Holder was being held in contempt. Uh, Adam Schiff, for example, <clears throat> I'm quoting, of course, here. These are direct quotes, and I'll let you know the commentary. To say this is a terrible use of Congress's power and time is an understatement. 
wow, they've really dwarfed the whole Fast and Furious uh, investigation in comparison to their efforts to prove collusion. The collusion delusion, which they're still not letting go of. But I think Adam's statement could – it certainly could hold true if you moved it up to today and said it about the uh, Mueller report. Now, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy's running around talking about how uh, Donald is – he's practically impeaching himself. He He's trying to goad her into impeaching him. He's just doing all these things that just – they're so illegal. They're so wrong. A sitting president. Can't. But then Nancy Pelosi said, and I quote, it's such a ridiculous thing. This contempt don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, that was literally the response. Don't get me started. I, I tend to think that maybe Nancy was having a hard time remembering what we were even talking about. Uh, Steny Hoyer. <clears throat> And I quote, the action on the floor today is unprecedented in the history of America. Well, at least it was true. A sitting cabinet member had never been held in contempt before. A sitting cabinet member had never actually broken federal law while in office to gun run to Mexican drug cartels. So there was a lot of groundbreaking history evolved at that point in time. Elijah Cummings also had a lovely uh, reaction. You've been holding the attorney general to an impossible standard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want you to break federal law. That's an impossible standard. Sorry. I, I've, Elijah just gets to me sometimes. Okay, so you've been holding the attorney general to an impossible standard and that he was Solely was protecting documents he was prohibited by law from producing. Did you catch that last part? He was protecting documents he was prohibited by law from producing. Now, he's not talking about A.G. Barr. He was talking about Eric Holder. Now, A.G. Barr is literally – Prohibited from sharing the complete and total unredacted report, again, because of the law that says the grand jury testimony cannot be made public, period, end of discussion. So where is Elijah at today saying that they're trying to hold A.G. Barr to this standard? Well, he's nowhere, and this is legitimate, but I would also like to remind you that uh, the documents that they were asking for then – he wasn't prohibited by law from producing the documents because there was a law against what was in the documentation. There was a law against what it was documenting. He wasn't prohibited from doing it. He was essentially going to be put in a place where he would have to uh, plead the fifth because it was going to be self-incriminating if he turned this over. Uh, yes, we, we did, in fact, violate the law. But you see, that's the double standard, isn't it? It's all, that's what happens in the two-party system where both parties care more about winning than doing the job of the people. 
when the work of the people is in front of them, they would rather play the full contact sport of politics. When it comes to these elected officials, we really, really do need to institute term limits. We really do. All right, checking back into the chat room, seeing if anything's changed. Is everybody uh, is everybody getting along at this point? Da 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 da. Uh, looks like everybody's kind of keeping to themselves at this point. Okay, well that's close enough for me. And yes, Bigfoot Eric Holder was uh, held in contempt again for all the good it'll do. It really doesn't make a difference. Oh, contempt of Congress. Ah, oh. uh, they've got some limited subpoena power, but that's it. Trudeau reminds me of a sitcom that would get canceled after two episodes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> COG, uh, welcome to the chat room, by the way, COG. Uh, COG says Chief was picking on him. Chief, you've got to be good. You know the rules, Chief. Although I am going to give you a little leniency on because of how great your show earlier was. Uh, if you guys haven't been listening to uh, Simple Facts of Life, definitely go back and check out today's show. Definitely, definitely. Now, as I have oh, – wow, I've got about uh, two and a half minutes left. Where has the the show gone? Uh, it doesn't even give me enough time to really wind up here. Uh, here's, here's the giveaway though. Uh, these people are – Political partisan hacks, they don't give a rat's backside. All they really want is to continue their uh, power over you. They've forgotten some long time ago that the Constitution actually is supposed to constrain them and that they're actually supposed to be doing the work of the people. That's where the issue falls. And – yeah, going around calling A.G. Barr a liar when there's clearly no lie present, that's going to make it difficult to prove. I, I really think that uh, William Barr should uh, look into the possibility of suing these folks for slander because this goes beyond the political because A.G. Barr, as the attorney general, is technically not supposed to be a political animal. He's supposed to be part of the bureaucracy, and as such is supposed to be non-political. We know that hasn't been the case for a while now, but as far as I can tell, it really looks like what's going on. Okay, so i got a minute and a half. Let me go ahead and thank everybody. Uh, first of all, let me thank uh, Bigfoot, uh, Joe, Kel, COG, Chief, Annie, the Radio Chickubellus, and Vorpal Bite for all being here. Let me thank uh, Gregory Wrightstone for joining us once again. Always a great time, great conversations with uh, Gregory. I always appreciate his time. And I will go ahead, even though I couldn't get a hold of him, and thank John uh, Malkovich uh, for his work uh, on the book, Robert Mueller, Aaron Boy for the New World Order. And like I said, we will try to reschedule him uh, unquestionably, undoubtedly. In the meanwhile, Always remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in a little bit of effort. I know it's hard. It's so hard. But more importantly, be prepared to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. And that's it for me for now, everybody. I'll see you again soon. 
I'm out. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. 
No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.